very difficult, the exercise that I gave you yesterday. It's not simple. How do we do? Anyone try it? Yeah, I tried it. Yeah. Really what? A few times I was thinking about, thinking about cheese sandwiches. I have no <laughs> idea where that came from. Yeah, I mean, you just, all of a sudden, you realize that your brain, you know, your, your thoughts are just drifting, you know, pulling you, pulling you. Here, sit on this chair, table so we more room. A cheese sandwich uh, is out of my breakfast on Sundays usually for the rest of the week. Could be, could be. It's just a very interesting thing how our how our thoughts really, um, you know, take us away to different places. Now, the, the idea as a continuation of yesterday's class is to recognize once you under, start to understand how the product works, namely the product being you, right, so then you could use it to your favor. Right, you have to be able to use it to your favor. So you recognize that that first of all, the things that are really getting you, uh, you know, in the dumps, you know, <clears throat> are not you, and the things that are potentially bringing you to a could get you to a different point of being are also not you. So they're just products that you're using, like the Alter Rebbe says in Tanya, right? Going back to chapter Dalit of Tanya, that they're levushim. So the levushim are not you. Your jacket is not you. You could take off your jacket. You could take off your black jacket and put on a blue jacket. You could take off your blue jacket and put on a black jacket. You could take it on a, a purple jacket, whatever you want, right? In other words, you have to be the one that's deciding what to do. Now, that information is going to be essential moving forward in our discussion because really the idea here is to how to activate ourselves in such a way that we are able to, um, we're able to use certain strategies to, so to speak, outwit the Nefesh of Bahamis. Is in, again, you ha- we have to constantly be remembering what's the goal of the Nefesh of Bahamis. The goal of the Nefesh of Bahamis is to get us depressed. That is the ultimate goal of the Nefesh of Bahamis. More important than eating a cheeseburger is getting you depressed. That is the goal of the Nefesh of Bahamis. <laughs> When you know what the other team wants, so then that is half the battle. Because you now know the other team. That is the goal of the other team. So you have to fight that. I have to fight that. We all have to fight that with all of our, with all of our strength. Right? So let's just finish up what we're saying here, and then we'll get into like, the, uh, where we go from this. Right? So he says like this. We're on the top of Lamed Gimel now. Right, simcha, right? Now, this is the famous word from the Shlomo Amelech that that just as you see, right, that uh, intellect is greater than uh, you know foolishness, and light is you know comes better from darkness. So the question here is, what exactly is he trying to say? And what what the Alter Rebbe is bringing this here is again to bring us from a point to recognize that going from that state of bitterness or going from that state of depression to a state of simcha is, is a much greater way. Now, I want to read into this a little bit more deeply. Essentially, one of the things that causes us uh, our, you know, this underlying heaviness, right, or as we said, you know, uh, you know earlier in, in the chapter, this idea of this atzlus and this heaviness, Kavdus and Atzvus and all this stuff is this, in a certain sense, it's a status quo of just living life. Just going through the day to day, you know, uh, like just, uh, you know, 
Yeah, okay, I have to wake up again. Okay, got to do this. Okay, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, da, 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 uh, uh, just on and on and on and on. Same thing every single day. All right, that is going to bring a person to a state of, like, what am I even doing here? What's the point of this? What? Are, what's? I'm so heavy. I'm like, so. this is boring. This is this, uh, right? What he's talking about here is this idea of using, taking the opportunity to bring yourself from this state into a different state and recognizing that when you're in a negative state, for example, or when you're in a state of, of right, uh, like we've been talking about, that you, do, you did a cheshba nefesh and you recognize where you're holding and you recognize that you're pretty far away from where you want to be holding. So instead of saying, okay, well, why don't I just give up? It's more a matter of using that as a, as a trampoline to get us to jump into a whole new area. And that jump of getting into the new area is, is really even a greater simcha. Now, in modern day language, what you could say is that we, uh, over the course of the day, just sort of you know, wander from you know, one thing to the next. And we're not necessarily... Um, aware, let's use that word, uh, of, of like living right now in this moment. And a lot of the appreciation of, of what's happening is infusing my brain with a gratitude for this moment, with a happiness for this moment, with, a, with an idea like, Baruch Hashem, we're all sitting here, we're learning Hasidus. I mean, this is an amazing place to be, an amazing moment to be in our lives, and an amazing topic that we're talking about that is so relevant to each one of us. And stopping for a second and bringing yourself. So not just the idea of what we're talking about here, specifically the Alter Rebbe saying, you know, that we're doing a cheshven nefesh, and we're, you know, in a state of recognizing that I did this Avera, not Avera, and I want to fix it, and I, and I want to come from there to, right, the Sasun and the Simcha, like, like, the, like uh, the Arizal put in, you know, Kapitel Nun Aleph into the whole idea of saying Tikkun Chatzos, because we're going from this state of, of bitterness into the state of Simcha, but it's even on a regular moment-by-moment basis, stopping for a second and recognizing, wait a minute, <laughs> I'm just. I'm not in just a regular, you know, uh, moment. I'm in a special moment. Right now, we have. We can go from a darkness to a light, and you could stop yourself twenty four seven anytime. There's no extra cost. There's no extra. You don't have to buy anything for this. You don't have to uh, purchase any, uh, you know, special app or something like that. Adaraba. Right now, you stop for a second and you recognize. That this is not just a, a regular, ordinary moment. This is a very special moment in my life. And you think about it. Like, what, 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 is, what do you need to make it into a special moment? What exactly do you need? You need to, there to be, you know, you know, horns going off in the background. You need to, to be, you know, clowns, dancing girls. Like, what, what, what do you need? What, what, like, what, what are we talking about here? What, what are we looking for? <coughs> right now, just stop for a second, right? And you recognize that this is a moment that the Abishter is creating me from nothing to something, right this second. I'm sitting here, I'm, 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 I'm learning Hasidis, I'm protected, I'm safe, Baruch Hashem, I'm not hungry, I'm not thirsty, I had a good night's sleep, I have friends around me, I have, like, that is also an idea of going from this dark place into a place of light, into a place of simcha, and recognizing, like, wow, this is, this is very special. 
And this is something that if any person can do, that's a homework for today, right? Five times today or three times or even one time today, just stop yourself in the middle of the day and like recognize the moment for, the, for what it is. And that's what he's saying here, that the simcha that comes from the darkness, dafka from the darkness, because right now you could just be saying, you know, okay, it's like another you know, Tuesday morning and it's like a humdrum day and you know, whatever, and wherever you are. And you're taking that, that darkness and you're looking, no, the Abishter is creating me right now. The Abishter is spending his mo- efforts to put me into existence. Hashem is giving me really everything that I need, right? And I have this special moment right now that I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here learning Taira. I'm sitting here davening, whatever happens at what point. I'm sitting here eating lunch. Baruch Hashem, I have lunch to eat. Baruch Hashem, that's also an aspect of this going from this, of this darkness to light. And the darkness is, right, we, we're talking about here, specifically the Altarab is talking about a darkness of, of okay, we did a cheshba nefesh. And we are, we have, uh, you know, we are a little bit bitter over the fact that, you know, my life is, you know, I'm not as in tuned with the Abishur as I really should be. And I'm doing all these things that I really wish I wasn't doing. I wish I was doing better. And so a person does hopefully feel bad about that, Right. And therefore, and he turns around afterwards and he could like bring it into a state of simcha. But it also means a regular moment. <coughs> Most regular moments people are not thinking about. Most regular moments are just like, you know, whatever. And that whatever, remember, like we said from the beginning of the chapter, is like an, a downward escalator. If you're not moving up, if you're not walking up, you're going to be pulled down. And so that's what happens so much of our lives that we are, you know, we'll just go through a whole day and you're like, what, what even happened today? You know, I don't, I don't even know. You know, it's like, oh, it was the same as yesterday and the day before and probably be the same as tomorrow. And, and we're not appreciating. So that appreciation that comes from going from the mundane, shall we say, and making it into a holy moment. Because at that moment, you could make it in a holy moment or appreciating when you're putting on tefillin for a second. Like recognizing right now, I'm, Mamish connecting to the Abishar at this moment. Baruch Atah Hashem, Elokeinu Melech HaElam. Right? Asher Kiddishanu, that the Abishar is making our Kiddish, he's Kiddushin with us right now, with this particular moment. I mean, we all go through brachas at, you know, 150 miles an hour. There's a good thing there's no policemen on the road. You know, we would all get, you know, whatever. But it's, it's stopping. So this is another aspect of, of, the, of the light that comes from the darkness that we can bring out. Not just the obvious point of the light that comes from the darkness, that of Krishna Shalamita, a little bit of bitterness, you know, and we move from there. Yeah, David. Um, so, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but sometimes if you're stopping for a moment and you're trying to appreciate the moment, you think to yourself, oh, at least I have you know, food, friends, you think all these great things, but there's still some denialistic voice that creeps in that says, well, that's all great, but things are still not good. So that is the Nefesh Bahamis. We know that plan- the goal of the Nefesh Bahamis is to knock us down. And you have to be able to run the Nefesh Bahamis. And really what the Nefesh Bahamis is saying, more often than not, like I'm not exactly in your head, but I have a head too, right? Is um, thinking about, okay, what's going to be in five minutes from now? What's going to be in, you know, I have to take care of this report and I have to, you know, get on the plane and I have to catch the cab and I have to, and I have to call my mother and I have to do this and I have to do this and I'm, and, and, and what's going to be with, uh, 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 that's the Nidnu Daiga that he talked about in the beginning. That's very often what takes us out of the moment, right? What's taking us out of the moment very often is 
is what's going to be. It's, and if you think about it, like most Shmona Esrays, at least that I've seen <laughs> from my head, right, is this constant effort of the Nefesh Bahami is to be taking me somewhere else. Right? What's going okay, to be for lunch? Or what am I going to do? Okay, I have, I have, and, and you all of a sudden have a list of 20 to-dos on your to-do list, right? And you're, <coughs> you're just not there. You're going to have cheese sandwiches, right? And so you, therefore you see that this, these thoughts, these levushim that you're really putting on, right, are these dark levushim, really, of this heaviness, of this, of this wanting to pull you out of a frame of mind that you could potentially be in. So I think a lot of times when you, if you do stop and just like, wait, we're right now, right this second, there's nothing else that exists except for right this second, right now talking Hasidus, right now learning Tanya, right? Most people, when they just even forget about all the gratitude and all that stuff, just being able to live in this moment that there's nothing else that exists, right, is a very, you know, a very freeing, liberating experience for most people. Because right afterwards, it comes in, well, wait a minute, I, you know, at 8 o'clock I have to do this, and, and, and you're constantly moving in that direction. That's, that's the way our Nefesh Bahamis have it set up. And then it goes back to our original hypothesis that this is the Nidnud Daiga. It's the, remember Nidnud, remember that's the seesaw. <coughs> now Neda, right? It's a seesaw that's going up and down, and up and down, and up and down constantly, right? That's the Nefesh Bahamis. So once again, who's running the show here? Right? So that's what he's saying. And, and this is a little bit of a deeper way of looking into these words. I don't know if it was exactly, you know, it's hard for me to say that that's exactly what the Alter Rebbe was saying, but I see it happening in my own brain, and I'm sure that it happens in many people's brains in a very similar light. But that simcha that comes from pulling out of that is also special. Like, you're able to, like, okay, that's not me. Then he says, he says, right, like we see that there's an advantage of Chachma over foolishness. It's understood to those that understand it. Is that Pasuk from Kahalos? That Pasuk is from Shlomo Amelech. Right. So he says like this, and then this is the famous pasuk that we have in right smack in the middle of the Teichicha in Parashas Ki um, Kisavo, which is Tachas Asher Lo Avaretas Hashem Elokecha B'Simcha B'Tublei Rav Miraiv Kol, right? And the reason why that a person is going to get punished is because he doesn't serve Hashem with this idea of Simcha uh, that he has. Now Rashi explains this to mean. What does it mean, Merov Kol, that he's saying, if you look at the Rashi on the Pasuk, he's talking about that when times were good, you didn't serve Hashem, so now you're going to wind up serving uh, the enemies, right? You're going to send serve, you know, you're going to be punished and all this stuff. But note the Kol, Perusha Arizal al Pasuk says. So the Arizal has a, diff- a little bit of a different taich in this Pasuk, and what the Arizal is saying is really that there is a, um, that there is the simcha a person should have from doing a mitzvah, from having the opportunity to serve the Abishter, to having the opportunity to connect with our source in a way that is ultimately from the Abishter, should bring us to a simcha that is greater than anything else, greater than buying a new car, greater than buying a new house, greater than any other simcha, if we would only dwell on this factor. Now, the Alter Rebbe in, in uh, the Maimur Soistasis touches it a little bit differently. He explains it a very fascinating way. 
And what he says is that really, there's no one in this world that doesn't make mistakes. And we know that the world is a world of mida connected mida, basically. He doesn't use exactly these words, but this is, I'm going to paraphrase him. But the way he explains it is that everyone deserves some sort of punishment. That's just the way it is. However, if you have a, a king and he has a bunch of prisoners and he has a bunch of people that are deserving of punishment, whatever, and if you could make this king happy, then all of a sudden what happens with the king is he says, okay, right? It's a free for everyone. Everyone is free. What's the word that I'm looking for? No, in a positive way, like he's giving a, an opportunity, uh, an opportunity for uh, redemption. Yeah, par- yeah, right. He's, he's pardoning everyone. You know, it's like everything is, uh, it's all okay. Like we all see, like at that moment, it talks about it a lot in Hasidus that that when a person is happy, then they no longer have that sense of uh, like gvura or or judgment in himself. Like, for example, if you have, like, someone that you really don't like that much, like, you have a lot of issues with this person, this person did all these terrible things to you, for example, right? And that's in your mind how you're looking at it. And then you have the chasana of your only child. At that moment, you're in such an elated state, right, that you're ready to, you know, you go over to him with a bottle of mashka and you pour him a drink, say l'chaim, you know, you're able to hug him and kiss him and, uh, you know, let everything that happened before, you know, just forget about it. Why? He's still a jerk. In your, should be a jerk in your mind. He still did these things to you. But yet, at this moment, you're ready to like forget everything. Let's, I forgive you. I, I, let's just start all over again. <coughs> because when a person is really in a state of tremendous simcha, what happens is, is that all judgment disappears. You're able to connect to other people. You're able to... Everything changes. Your whole life changes. Any negative feelings, any judgmental feelings you have for another person, just go away. Similarly, if you are showing this unbelievable simcha in Hashem, with the idea that He gave us mitzvahs to do, so the Alter Rebbe explains it like this, that Hashem, it makes Hashem happy also. Right? And when Hashem is happy, then everything, okay, no, no more punishments. That's it. You all, everyone, you know, freedom for everyone. No, everything, you know, all, all, all things are off. All negativity is off. It's a different way of touching the subject. So the bichlalis, what, what we've seen here in this whole first section of Tanya, of the chapter 26, from the beginning, Baram, until this last word, Zeh, is all a, a precursor to everything <coughs> we're going to say now. In that, it shows us that the power of simcha is unlike any other power. And it's something that is an absolute must. And when you can tap into this energy, if you can tap into this energy, when we tap into this energy, which is available for every single person and needs to be very much on the radar screen. It's an avoida. It's not something that is a reward. In other words, most people, Americans we'll call them, Right? We'll look at simcha as being a reward for something. Right? And that's not what the Alter Rebbe is saying here. What the Alter Rebbe is saying here is that simcha is an avoida. It's something that needs to be worked on. It's not something that is coming naturally. It's something that is not coming naturally. What's coming naturally to us is nidnu daiga, atzlus, kavdus, 
atzvus. That's what's coming naturally to us. Because the nefesh of Ahamis is constantly pulling us back into the realm of uh, the, being stuck in the mud. That's for everyone across the board. More, you know, some people a little bit more, some people a little bit less. You know, and you see that there are, some people have a heavier personality, some may have a less of a heavy personality. But everyone has this. So we're fighting. Again, we're going on an escalator. The escalator is going down. We have to walk up that escalator. And what the Alter Rebbe has basically showed us here in the first whole section is it's worth it. It's worth the effort. So the first step is convincing ourselves that this is, number one, an avoida, and number two, it's worth it. That this is a life-changing avoida. And it needs to happen. And everything else, if you think that you can do everything else that we said for the last 25, page, 25 chapters, without this, you're terribly mistaken. It's impossible. You are not going to be able to succeed. That's what the Alter Rebbe is saying here. You must have simcha. So now the question is, uh, okay, how do I do this? Right? I get it. I bought, okay, I bought into your line. Right? I bought into the theory. <laughs> you convinced me. <laughs> but now what? So the Alter Rebbe now goes on to say, that there are basically certain things that are, are going to push us away from the simcha. They are, can be divided in two general categories. Category number one is different types of physical problems that happen to us, physical challenges that happen to us that really make us sad. Pa- category number two are spiritual problems that happen to us that make us sad, that make us heavy, that we have to fight against. So what the Alter Rebbe is now going to do for the next, until chapter 28, is he's going to give us pieces of advice of how to flip different occurrences that happen in our lives to make them be besimcha. Now, this is all predicated on one point. The point that this is predicated upon is that our thoughts are not us. And our thoughts can be changed. Remember this idea. This is, the, this is the basis of the whole story here. The basis of the whole story is that I could use my brain, I could use my brain to rearrange my whole thought process at any given moment because I am a human being. And a human being has thoughts and they could choose what to think or what not to think. That is a special quality amongst human beings. And if I could only realize this and take it to heart, so now I could turn around and I could, so to speak, brainwash myself. Now, brainwashing usually is a negative connotation that is attached to it. But here, what we're saying is in a positive connotation. In other words, I'm the captain of the ship. The ship is just going to constantly be going towards the beach and it's going to get beached unless I take control of the ship and keep on pushing it out to sea. But I have to recognize first and foremost that I'm the captain. That's the beginning of this whole story. That's what we've been describing up until now. So there have been two main points, I would say. I want to stop here in a minute. right? There's two main points that we've proven in this section. Number one... That simcha is the way to go. That you must have this on your radar screen. You must 
recognize that that is an avoda first and foremost. And it's not something that's just going to happen out of the, you know, fall out of the sky for you. It doesn't work that way. It's pushed and avoda that you have to work on, and it's worth working on it because it's the key to everything. Point number two is that I have to be in charge. I have to do it. It's, I have to work towards it. It's not something that is just going to happen. Simcha is the way to go, number one. It's, that is the way to go. And number two is it's not going to fall into my lap. I have to put tremendous effort into making it happen. But I can do it. Because I have to recognize that I have to take control of my thoughts and not let my thoughts take control of me. Okay, so that, if you were to make a synopsis maybe of the first section, maybe that is what I would say. Um, and now, tomorrow, God willing, we're going to start with the Eitzas, and in particular the Eitzas that are dealing with Gashmias, which is what we're all constantly being challenged by. Things don't go our way when, when things are not exactly what, what we were expecting them to be. And it is happening to us all the time. So how am I supposed to deal with that? Okay? But again, it's based on this thought. It's worth doing the avoda, but recognizing it is within my hands to change that. It's not something that is, uh, you know, beyond me. But it's work. It's work. You know, nowhere does Alter Rebbe say, you know, this is just going to be a, a dance in the park. You have to work at it. But you can. You can do it.